Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Well, 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 friends, Romans, countrymen, <laughs> lend me your ears, Kevin. Hey, how's hey, it brother? going? How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling so good. Having been a best of the best virgin, what like who just, I guess, didn't know how all the movie was going to play out until recently. Well, first, if you're just tuning in, hey. go back and listen to the first four <laughs> episodes of this series. We're talking about best talking of the about best. We're best of the best. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're glad you're here. To answer your question, um, and uh, we've mentioned this in movies past, we've mentioned this in previous episodes in the series, as a best of the best virgin, I thought this movie was not great, but it was also not so bad that I was like, this movie sucks. Do you think if you there's nothing like, so terrible that it like doesn't redeem itself? If you had been a twelve year old like going to see this movie, would you I, have been like, I fucking, I, I dig been it. Like, I'd have been like karate. I'm Hell in. yeah, I'm in. I feel like Dark this Peter movie. Voice, I'm in. I feel like this movie came about because of Van Damme. Like maybe sure. Bloodsport like rejuvenated you know the the martial arts genre, and they're like, what else do we got? What else could we totally. put slap together? Real yeah, I completely quick. agree. Yeah, um, watching this movie, I I was like, it is it is definitely clunky and full of faults, full of cliches, <laughs> lots of things wrong with it. Not to mention it is it is very much a product of its times and chock full of racism. But as far as the acting and the story and everything, I mean, it's yeah, there like I say, there's a lot wrong with it. But it's like it's fine. Did it's you not find irredeemable? Did, did you find the the final act here like uh, was it predictable? Was it? I, I had were, told you like of, don't read the, ahead on the, what's going to happen. There were. And I, I want to get your. Ex- I did not. There were a lot of elements of of the last act that I was like, this is extremely predictable until until the very last moment. I was like. Fuck, I was not expecting that to go down the way that it okay, did. Okay, okay. So That's I, how I, I feel about it. Is I can't I was say like, that. I was like, it took a turn, and I was like, oh, whoa, okay. Okay, it, This awesome. movie, it ended up having a lot more heart. Like, and it had heart before, you know, just because of the conflicts with Alex and his son and him being sort of washed up and coming back, and then these guys trying to, you know, find common ground and – the you know all the ghosts behind Tommy's brother dying and all of the people that were suffering because of that both Tommy and Cuzo uh-huh. you know there was a lot I was like wow there's a lot of people suffering and it made up for that but it made up for it in a way that I was not expecting and okay. so I'll get get us caught up um, you almost just did yeah, but yeah. I, I think I just did so they were training Alex is called away. Because Walter, his son's been in a bike accident because he's so small. Um, <laughs> as he's going to ask for permission to leave, he's denied. Cuzo said, "If you're if you leave, you can't come back." Which he had sort of told him on day one. It's like, but no, it's like, but you, your kid just got hit by a car and is in surgery. Jedi and he's in a have coma. no attachments, Kevin. Yeah, that's Coach Cuzo's out of his fucking mind. Only a Jedi deal, or only a Sith deals in absolutes, I guess, is the <laughs> take on there. So, anyway, Alex is like, fuck this, and leaves, but then comes back and begs for a spot on the team. While that's happening, Tommy's been haunted by the ghosts of his past, knowing that he's got to fight this guy, Dehan, but Dehan's the guy that killed his brother. So, mm-hmm. he goes off on a soul searching 24 hour motorcycle adventure <laughs> in California. Quest. Yeah. He so, anyway, smoke some peyote or whatever. Long story whatever long. Peyote. Long story long. Coach, like, says, fuck 
my rules and welcomes both of them back to the fold because I think ultimately he realizes the team can't win without them. The alternates never showed up. The alternates are dead <laughs> or are missing. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, and that's where we pick up for the exciting conclusion, the ultimate edition of our oh. series of Best of the Best. Yeah, so we're in Seoul, South Korea here. Um, the Team USA is about to take on Team Korea. There's like an opening ceremony type thing going on. We got drums and torches. I love pageantry. Yeah, dude. Awesome stuff, man. A crowd um, of 15,000 is loving it, according to Ahmad <laughs> Rashad. There are like banners being presented by women in sort of traditional garb. Yep. Ahmad Rashad, he's telling us the Koreans are as passionate about Taekwondo as Americans are about baseball. Baseball, Ray. <laughs> um, remember though when baseball was like the marquee sport? Like it's, it is like third best at best maybe, at this point. Yeah, um, not yeah, a lot but, of people tuning in. They think it's they find it too slow. Yeah, the Braves are still World Series champions. World champs, baby! <laughs> so um, the U.S. team enters the arena first to sort of a lukewarm reception. Right, it's polite. Alex's mom and Walter are there somehow. Walter on crutches. Yeah, I also like the cut to the bar back in America where we see Stanley and some other folks cheering cheering on Team USA, we guess yeah, in Portland yeah, or wherever. Yeah. I'm not so sure they let you fly a day or two after you've had like a head trauma. <laughs> this is thinking the about 80s. Walter. He's fine. Um, they probably was like, oh, he's he actually doesn't. He was faking it. He has no head trauma. <laughs> Psychosomatic. So... The Korea team enters to a raucous reception. Right. They're bowing to like these dignitaries that are there. It's got like those Rocky Four vibes yeah, when Drago for came for all in. Those guys. Thank you. Uh, both teams line up opposite of each other on the mat. Travis is wearing his fucking cowboy hat. It's respectful. Both teams bow to the officials, bow to each other. I thought like it had me thinking, I don't know. The interior of the arena didn't seem to sort of match. The awesomeness of the exterior shot. The exterior is very cool. And it had me just wondering, like, I'm thinking this shit, all, everything inside was probably filmed in America. Probably. On a soundstage or in a, a college a smaller, gym or something. Yeah, a high school gym. Um, so we got Dehan, Tommy, they're staring each other down. It's pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Ahmad Rashad tells us the rules here. This is a full contact event. Each fighter attempts to earn points or knock out their opponent using a combination of taekwondo, karate, judo, and kickboxing. And I wonder if this is because to this point, only Tommy has done taekwondo. <laughs> right. And they've been calling themselves the American Karate Team or whatever. It's just like, they. I feel like they only just realized, ah, oh, shit, we've been like mixing our martial arts this whole time. Yeah, someone, they brought in someone and they're like, well, we're too far along in the process. Yeah, just fucking, but, you know, it's whatever, it's fighting. It's like anything goes, I think. Yeah. Ahmad Rashad tells us each match is going to be three two-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. Fighters are going to earn points and to add to their team's total of points. Right. So it's interesting format. Yeah. Um, now, Alex is stretching out. He hears his name being called. He's elated to see Walter in the crowd cheering right. for him. He asks uh, Wade, what is my son doing here? And Wade sort of gestures towards Kuzo. And Alex gives him like the most sincere thank you I've, I think I've ever seen. He stands up and sort of almost like bows to him. Thank you. Yeah, I love James Earl Jones' like amazing warm-hearted smile there. Yeah, dude, warm, fuzzy James Earl Jones is the best James Earl Jones, Agreed. I think. So now we've got the first matchup. It's going to be Sonny Grasso versus Young Kim. Uh, the fans in the arena, as well as the Americans watching in the bar back in Portland, are fucking excited. Hell yeah. Which got me thinking about like the time difference between Korea and Portland and what time would it have to be? Is it, to... I think it's it's almost 24 hours, isn't it? No. Um, it's like it's a day later and seven hours hours earlier okay. okay but if it was like mid-afternoon in korea then that would make it nighttime in portland that works so let's go with that if it was nighttime in korea it'd be like the fucking middle of the night like 3 a.m or 4 a.m in portland yeah but, those but they could still get together to watch it or whatever Hell yeah <laughs> they opened the bar up special so Amadrashad mentions that the americans are heavy underdogs mm-hmm. against the koreans 
I mean, I would have to think aside from Tommy, like everybody on Team America is worse probably than the worst person They've on Team Korea. They've got several caskets over there waiting to put the bodies <laughs> oh, in. Oh, shit. So early on, we got uh, Sonny and, and this dude, Young Kim. They're trading points. <laughs> How much do you love the little dude that they only showed this couple of times right up top? This dude in the chair with the flags, like, waving just, the points. Oh, yeah. That, that dude is fucking hysterical. <laughs> he looked, like, kind of ancient to me. Or, like... He looks like a deviant anime character. He looks like somebody that would turn into a demon. And if you if if you're anime fans out there, you'll know exactly. It's like he got big glasses and a suit, and he's just kind of squat. He's almost like, like if he's you, gonna turn into a monster. You picture like uh, Team America's version of like Kim Jong Un or whatever it was. He's yeah, like that, that makes that sense, dude. Yeah, totally. Kind of. But anyway, the fight's going kind of even off the top, but you we fade to later, and like Sonny's just getting beat to shit. Right. Uh, he was not up for this. Yeah, mine tells us he's like fading. Yeah, so the match ends. Young Kim had, has won the match. It's 11 to 7 on points. Yeah. Which is a fucking shit ton of points compared to some of these later matches. Yeah, both, both guys look worse scored. for wear. Kim's got blood. Maybe Sonny is like all over the front of his uniform. It was interesting to me, yeah, the, the, the Team USA wearing black and the Koreans wearing white mm-hmm. just because it's like... Typically, you I want to put if it was, the good guys in white. Or want to put somebody in red or blue, maybe for the lighting purposes, it was easier that way. I don't know, but I, I will say the black like uniforms they were wearing were pretty like rad. Yeah, they were dope. I mean, both the both the sets of uniforms they're almost like a like a like an armored chest protector, like yeah, a yeah, catcher's yeah. Uh, gear or something it's like cool that. Cool stuff. So we go to now to the second match: Virgil Keller versus Han Cho. We'll pick up in the third round. Yeah, they jumped right to the final round. Why not, man? Hancho's like, apparently been dominating. Yeah, like Vir- we only see Virgil get like one. Like uh, we hear Ahmad Rashad say that like Virgil uses his speed, like gets one kick in, but then for the rest of the time just gets manhandled. It's a weird match because it doesn't seem to be any type of technique. It's a lot of like wrestling almost, yeah. and like they're just grabbing each other. They did no um, taekwondo. Neither of them. This is the shit where like Kuzo's just he's shouting instructions, but it's like useless instructions. Yeah. Like counter, counter, counter. Stay focused. Baseball. <laughs> I don't know. I'm um, I'm on the leader. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan. I felt a presence I've not felt since. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. So Cho finishes up the match with a run of points, pushes the Korean lead total up to 20 to 9. We suck. We're not good. Yeah, man. Third matchup, we got Travis Brickley versus Tung Sung Moon. I wish they'd showed more of what this this fight would have been a, a shit show, but I guess it's like it would have it would have showed like the holes in the armor here of like Chris Penn not knowing yeah. karate at all. I mean, he hasn't done much that you would call martial arts. He's more just like a brawling puncher mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we pick up in the third round. Um, we got a moderate shot, I think, telling us it's been a very even match, but fighters are fucking bloody as hell. Yeah, they both look like hell. Moon uh, lands what Travis thinks was a cheap shot. Yeah, like while he was down. It like- pisses him off. He It's like he, his racism flares up. Yeah. He's Come on, Kimchi. Re- oh, oh, what? The crowd boos. Yeah, they're well booing they him. Travis seems to enjoy the boos like a fucking heel in wrestling or something like that. Right. We got Kuzo. Travis, behave yourself. <laughs> but then he's smiling yeah, like, he like he fucking is on board. He grins in amusement, which I'm like, uh, what the fuck is that? He's cool with it. So uh, he, then he says to the guy, it's a full count, Kimchi, and I'm going to hit a home run on your face, boy. Fucking okay. weird shit to say. He's mixing all of his metaphors. He's got the baseball metaphors <laughs> no, coming like, up. What is happening? Um, so Travis scores a point right at the buzzer with this just like vicious punch to the head. Right. Of this dude. I love but, that Alex starts the USA chant. And which Amad, even Kuzo's in USA. Ahmad Rashad then says it's a it's tied three to three. That's the fucking low scoring, right? Yeah. The original matches the were like, like eleven to seven and shit. And the and it was twenty to seven coming into this round or something. Yeah, well, that was the cumulative, I think. But like this match alone, Travis. Yeah, it's like only 
I don't know if it's because the fight's just been, to 10. Yeah, it's really been sloppy, like not clean techniques, like dudes are getting hit, but maybe they're not getting points. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't really understand how that's possible, but with the Tide match, as we know, we're going to go to brick Test breaking. Test your might. <laughs> Hit him with a dim mac. <laughs> what the hell's a dim mac? Death touch. So we're going to break bricks to determine who's the winner. All right, they each stand in front of a stack of 10 bricks. So this I alluded to in the first or second episode when they were explaining mm. the rules. It would have been so much more awesome if Travis had gone second and broken bricks with his head. And won? And won. That would have been rad. But that's not what happened. That's Tell not us what at happened. all what happened. What happens is Travis goes first. He punches through seven bricks. Kind of fucking weird because his punch was like very off center. Like yeah. he, he really m- missed essentially. Like he, he screwed the pooch big time. Yeah. Um, it's odd, but his teammates are fucking ecstatic about it. They are fucking losing their minds. Um, so then we got the dude Moon steps up. He's got this unusual technique that Ahmad Rashad calls a ridge hand. Yeah, which appears to be you sling your arm from behind you and over your head in an, a long arc. So straight mm-hmm. arm all the way from behind you over your head. And you make contact with the bricks with the thumb forefinger side of your hand instead of the pinky side. So you bring it down like over the top. <laughs> it was like a truck. Like a truck. Like a machine. Like a machine. So, like, I, I guess you're just slinging your arm like a bolo or something. Like a, like a shot, not shot, but, but like the hammer throw. It's just like you're slinging it. It looks fucking awesome. It looks badass. I love it. And unlike Travis, it's impossible, I think, to sort of hit off center. Like you're chopping down through it as opposed to just like throwing a punch. Right. So Moon does his shit. Breaks eight bricks. I love this moment where the referee's like very sort of deliberately counting how many bricks are, what, are still What are you left. counting them for? What are you counting them Tra- for? Travis seems genuinely brokenhearted, right? I know, like yeah. He's like, he's like sad at the outcome. So, the, yeah, the referee declares Moon the winner, but Travis is still gets some like warm welcome from his team. I think that runs the score up to 24 to 12, if it, my yeah, math is right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's odd to me that there was a whole lot of ass kicking and head punching in that last match, and the score barely changed. Right. I think there was probably a lot of illegal shit. Is it's what probably happened. yeah. Like there's no clean technique on that. Yeah, it's odd. yeah. The judges were over there going, "We honestly can't tell what's happening." So next up, fourth match: Alex Grady versus Sajin Kwan. Alex's people back in Portland, including uh, Stanley, the coworker, they're cheering loudly. Uh, whatever the hell the time may be there. Right. Tommy tells Alex it's up to them now. Alex tells Tommy, we're taking home the gold, yeah. which is fucking presumptuous with the deficit they're uh, coming up against. But God bless his confidence. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ahmad Rashad reminds us that Alex has been away from competition for three years, and he's got a bum shoulder. I think Kuzo is telling him, you know, protect that shoulder, Alex. So now all the reminders are firmly in place. That's right. <laughs> Two falls. Yeah, all <laughs> exposition has been reiterated. Before he heads to the center of the ring, he blows Walter a kiss and his oh, mom. Oh, I didn't catch the sweet yeah. father-son moment. And then and then Ahmad tells us that the crowd is straight slavering for this match. Yeah, dude. He's like, they know that this one's going to be high intensity. As are we all. I am, yeah. Um, so Alex and Sajin Kwan, they bow to each other. Alex says under his breath, I'm going to kick your ass. Which is kind of awesome. Alex was like fucking psyched out of his mind, I think. It was actually like, I like this moment from Mr. Roberts. He was like bringing it, dude. I agree. So uh, they get to fighting. Alex flips Quan over, punches him in the face for the first point. And then he like yells to Travis. That was for you, Travis. I guess because it's like Travis failed at the brick thing. Maybe. so like Alex is trying to like make up for it, maybe. So Travis is like, Take that. <laughs> yeah, it's sort right. of, it was weak delivery. Whatever. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Quan bounced back with this like sweet kick. To like an Alex's axle face. kick, like up, like by his side and kicks Alex. Yeah, in the that face. shit that was, was awesome. But now Alex reels off like a bunch of consecutive points. Like he's taking control of the match. Yeah, Ahmad tells us that while the Americans have been playing catch up most of this competition, they're finally starting to close the gap. 
Yeah, which dude. still, even at this point, it's still they're down by ten at least. Yeah, I feel something. like if he's if they've traded points and then he gets five in a row, like they're still down I seven mean, or eight or something, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But um, yeah, the fight sort of seems to level out a bit. Uh, there's a move that Sajin Kwan throws that Amadra Shad refers to as a as an aerial back knuckle. I don't think that can possibly be like the name of. Oh, he hit him with a vicious aerial back knuckle. I don't even sure know. whatever. Then we're at the end of the second round. Uh, Alex and Quan start trash talking yeah, each other. Yeah, they're getting chippy. I love that. Yeah, dude. He like gets in his face. Meanwhile, they're sort of like wrestling each other down to the uh-huh. mat. And Tommy and Dehan come running out. And they have to get separated, but they get those hands on each other a little bit. Yeah, they're jaw jacking and There's all a lot that of pointing stuff. and yelling happening. The Korean coach and Coach Kuzo are each like advising their fighters on strategy. Kuzo to Kuzo tells Alex, you know, sidestep and then him with your ridge hand. Yeah, apparently that he's like set up the distance and then sweep him, which I guess means like sweep him with the ridge hand. Yeah. Not sweep him with your leg. The shit works. The results in a point. Kuzo's got this big I did go- not like right before this, the buzzer buzzes, both fighters stand and Alex says, Now I'm gonna take your head off. And I'm like, man. That one didn't work dude, for you. Well, you can't do two in such quick succession. <laughs> like just say it the one time or like don't say it at all the first time and then deliver I'm gonna kick your ass right now yeah the you know kick I mean? your it, ass was really it good it diminishes the first line for me I was like you just mm. did that it was I mean anyway it's a fair point yeah but um whatever advice Kuzo gave works because mm-hmm. Alex uh, gets a point from that and he's like saying thanks coach and uh we get that big sort of grin again from Kuzo which I love so much yeah later in the match Quan drops Alex and then like deliberately hits him in his bad shoulder with this fucking awesome axe kick that we saw him do earlier uh-huh. in his training video. That's a, like, to me, it looks like an odd move, but that's a legit like Taekwondo move. Yeah, if you brought if you brought your leg down with all that force on something that was a like a bum shoulder anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, like right on it, you have no doubt that you could like just sever. Severs bone Ooh. and sinew right off the the mooring there. But yes, it, it's a cheap move to be sure, but you know he knew what he was doing. I think so. We got Alex. He crawls his way back over to the corner. That crawl is the most ridiculous physical acting of the entire oh, movie. Oh, you weren't buying it. There is nothing wrong with his legs, and he like <laughs> he keeps like jumping and hopping and falling and hopping and falling. And I'm like, there's nothing uh, wrong with your legs, man. Just stand up or that, or. Like, how them, bad is this pain? Yeah, you like blackout. I, and levels? that's the thing is like I don't know like what le- at what level of pain are you, but it's like, ugh. Anyway, I was just like I have I had problems with that acting. As well. <laughs> it's a fair point because yeah, regardless of how much, your your legs are presumably perfectly fine, right? Or just at least like crawl over on your knees instead of like. He was acting like his bum shoulder, his right shoulder and right leg were directly he's, connected. He's crippled from the shoulder down. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Anyway. So we got a modern shot. He's telling us that if Alex can't continue, he's going to lose all the points that he's racked up. But we got Don telling Alex, you know, your shoulder's dislocated. You got to quit the fight. Yeah, the ref comes up and says, you got two minutes to decide yeah. if you're going to quit the match. Alex isn't going for any of that shit. He tells Don to you know, get a just no, pop it back in. Tell him Tommy. Tommy. Pop like, it. Why pop Tommy? It. Well, I think Don wasn't going along with it at first. But how does Tommy know how to do that? I don't fucking know, man. It's just like just grab it and yank seems to be the the extent of it. Have you ever dislocated anything? Um, Maybe like a toe or a finger, mm-hmm. but not like a major joint. Yeah. You? No, not to this extent, no. Like I think one time I sort of popped my shoulder out of place for a hot second yeah. but it wasn't anything like where it was like oh, I, it was like i popped it and then i was like oh and then i moved it back the other way yeah. and it settled back in. i have had my kneecap sort of like mm-hmm. pop out of place for a second and it hurt like hell yeah like even just briefly yeah but um you know yeah i i like uh eric roberts's performance in this moment because i believe like he does seem like a guy who's in pain even if his I, performance is like a little too much. I liked it until, yeah, so like, so Tommy does, he puts his feet on both sides of the arm and yanks it, and <laughs> everyone fucking loses their mind. Including Grandma! Walter, Grandma! So Alex, yeah, Alex tells the guys, like, if I lose, it's all over, so tape it up, and I can run the last yeah. 30 seconds. But th- he's like, this 
It's like the ticket. Tape it <laughs> that part, I'm like, no. It was weird choices, man. Eric Roberts making interesting acting decisions. His sexy off-the-shoulder bit was back in this scene, though. Yes. It came right back. I want to say in some of the scenes earlier, we could see a big scar on his shoulder. Like yeah. they're trying to yep. show off this, the whatever, the makeup work. Tape it up. Tape it up. Tape it up. That, yeah. was, that was a little much. Even Over the even, top. Like a truck, it was like, like a truck. truck. Like a machine. Deeper. <laughs> um, so now, yeah, they they do tape it up. Indeed, yep. uh, Wade is sort of helping to calm Alex, putting him into a Zen place. And we should say, to, when tape it up, we mean like they've got his arm taped sling, to his basically. whole body, yeah. like he can't. It's immobile. Yeah, he's he's fighting with one arm for the last little bit of this fight here. Yeah. So anyway, sorry I to cut like, you off about this. No, no, no. Zen thing. I just feel like this is like the moment where they're trying to get Wade and Don both like their hero moment. They, yeah, agreed. Don agreed. is like the he hitting him from the medical side, and then and then uh, Wade is giving him like Zen like advice or whatever the fuck is going on. So the match resumes. Alex is sort of trying to keep his distance. Do you buy that? Do you buy that he'd just, like, dart around and, like, keep his distance like that? I think if you were just trying to run off the clock, that's what I guess you 30 could seconds try to is do. a long time in that a situation, turn, That's though. an eternity if you got someone trying to punch you in the head. But when Quan gets too close, Grady catches him off guard with this punch and then fucking kicks the shit out of him. I guess if your adrenaline were pumping like that and your training, like, kicked in and you saw an opening, that you could oh, totally dude. do that and just knock the dude off the That back. shit was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was badass. He kicked him like, dude went flying out of the ring, rolled all the way down to the floor. Like, he got saved by the bell. Yeah. Like, if the buzzer hadn't gone off, it would have been a knockout, and, and Seijin Kwan would have lost all his points. Right. It's like elation from the, the good guys. So, yeah, Grady wins. He's cut the deficit down to 29 to 22, we Hell see. yeah. And now it's time for the fifth match. Tommy Lee versus Dehan. Yeah, the, it's been building up to this for half the movie now. Yeah. So Ahmad Rashad reminds us of all of Dehan's remarkable accomplishments. Uh, Kuzo is encouraging Tommy, don't hold back, you can do it. Ray. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and now Ahmad says, if you had any doubt about why he's the most feared fighter in the sport today, just take a look. What is he? Why? Like I, in he, his patch? I guess so. I mean, no doubt he had a badass look, though. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. The eye, though, I assume. Do you? What do we think? It injured in a fight? The eye probably took a kick to the head from God a damn, from a legendary master, and then he killed the master. That's fucking rowdy, dude. Yeah, he um, took a Hadouken to the Hadouken, Hadouken, what the Hadouken? Hadouken? What the? <laughs> no, can you do do Hadouken? Hadouken, you hit him with the Hadouken. <laughs> But uh, Dehan and Tommy, they stare each other down. Tommy strikes his sort of fighting stance, and Dehan, like, very leisurely. Like, just turns to the side. Doesn't even, yeah. Yeah, the referee calls for the fight to start, and Dehan just hits him with that Superman punch. That Superman punch is a great, it's like one of my favorite cinematic devices. (laughs) And another time we saw him do that in his video earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, I like the. punched like a piece of slate, like a rock or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, but I like the continuity that. Those moves that we saw them practicing are the ones they're actually using. That's Shame on stuff. Tommy for not anticipating he that, didn't I guess, this though. shit, man. So Dehan scores a couple of more quick points with, like, these just vicious fucking kicks that are doing big damage to Tommy. Yeah. Dehan is, like, a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah, Tommy right up top is not looking great. Now, Tommy sort of finds his footing... We get, like, probably the best choreographed fighting of the whole movie. 100% the best. It is the best of the best, even. Oh! It is. this Watching this scene, I was like, fuck, these guys are really like talented. What, and I think real Taekwondo is a lot of those kicks and, and aerial right. jumping around and stuff like that. It's fucking awesome. But, yeah, these are two awesome martial artists. Uh, Tommy scores his first point with an inside crescent kick. The same move that he used on Bert the Redneck earlier in the bar. <laughs> you remember from chapter two <laughs> of this podcast series. Yeah, man. So Tommy connects again with this spinning heel kick. He's like starting to score points. Right. But Dehan drops Tommy with this like just brutal kick to the face. Yeah. Like he looked like he kicked his face off basically. <laughs> it was kind of awesome. But 
Tommy pops up quickly. Yeah, I love it. he like pops up and like slamming his fists on the mat in anger or frustration, like like he yeah. should have seen that coming. I really liked that moment. I think Tommy's like feeling it at this point. Yeah. Like this dude's not hurting me. Like, and I'm gonna fuck him up. Um, so Tommy basically takes control of the fight, just like scoring points at will. It's the Koreans watching seem confused. Like, yes, what is there's this? There's some shit? legit concern. Um, I like Travis yelling. Yeah, drop him like a toilet seat, Tommy. Fucking <laughs> like nice little line. Uh-huh. Uh, Dehan retaliates with an illegal kick to the groin. And then he's like laughing sort of as the round ends. The referee gives Dehan a warning for right. the illegal hit there. Somehow we've arrived at the third round already. Right. Like, I guess those first two were sort of just merged in. Yeah, that's, yeah, I thought that as well. So we got Kuzo. Telling Tommy, you know, they need six points or a knockout to win the tournament. Dehan, though, is fucking really struggling. Like, he can He's barely like walk. He's, limping badly around the mat. Yeah, at this point, I think it's clear that Tommy's, like, got him in bad shape. So the round begins. Dehan hits Tommy, I guess, with an illegal punch to the face, though yeah, I don't really he understand what's... he straight on, and the only thing that I can figure is that, like, is it... Is it like in pro wrestling where you're not allowed to be like a straight on closed fist punch to the face? And how would the ref had not seen that? I don't know how you missed that. It reminds me of similar shit happens in Karate Kid where it's like no point for that. And I don't understand why, because punching someone in the head has been perfectly legal up until now. Is it because it's like straight on the nose or something? It's got to be elsewhere. It's got to be in the cheek or the side of the head or something. I I don't know. I don't quite understand it. But everyone seems to be in agreement that that was an illegal hit. So Tommy looks like he's in trouble and Dehan's moving in on him. Then fucking Tommy just like springs to action, man, and goes to work on him. Right. He's like beating the ever-loving shit out of Dehan. Right. The overall score is getting really close. He hits him with this like triple kick, like kick to the belly, kick to the chest, kick to the head, like rapid fire shit Uh that was awesome. There was this move like where he sort of chopped him down, you know. That's like, the thing. It's like so yeah, he like knocks Dehan down, and then Dehan gets up. But then he does the thing where he like kicks him in the knee, mm. and then kicks him in the leg again, and then like does like a low kick to the head, and that's the one that sends him and his eye patch like flying across the ring. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Dehan has got his eye patch knocked off. It reveals his blind eye as he's sort of struggling to his feet. And to me, it was strange how. All of a sudden, with his eye patch knocked off, he's like become a more sympathetic character. Yeah, like you're yeah. like, oh gosh, this guy's like in bad, bad shape here. Like, and he looks like vulnerable and fragile sure. and everything That's like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Now there's 30 seconds remaining in the match with Korea still ahead by one point. Dehan is fucking completely defenseless. He's just barely managing to stay on his feet. Uh, Tommy flashes back to his brother's death and he does that thing where he like really digs his feet in. Rutro, is he going to kill Dehan? That's like we got Kuzo booming out, no baseball. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, don't kill him. Don't fucking do it. Alex is like yelling the obvious, I guess, like, coach, he's going to kill him. So, but this is what, so yeah, and then Kuzo's again like, no, like shaking his head. Don't do it, son. Um, I'm with Ahmad Rashad because he's like, what? What the fuck? Why like, are you not finishing him? But you could earn a point by kicking me in the in the stomach. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm like, yeah? surely there's a non-lethal combo he can perform, or even if he knocks him down somehow and just makes light contact, that's a point that ties. And then there's no way. Can you Dehan, just sort of yeah? You can just like shove him down and chop him in the there's, stomach. There's or no way that Dehan would win in the test your might. If they, oh, yeah. if they went to test your mind, he can't even swing his arms now. So it's like, I don't understand. Like he could do a combo that would have been worth two points. Probably a non-lethal combo. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. As it is like a modern shot sort of comes off like bloodthirsty. Kill him. Kill him what are you waiting for? Finish him. <laughs> But Tommy just like watches the final seconds as they tick off the clock. The horn sounds. Dehan collapses in a heap. Uh, the Koreans all run out to see to him, carry him off the mat. Right. 
Kuzo is nodding at Tommy in approval. The referee yeah, did the right thing. The referee bows to Tommy. I like that moment like, too. Emotions are already running high. I think at this moment, uh, Kuzo comforts Tommy, tells him, "You know, you won that match. Don't ever forget that." Yeah. So and he did. Like I mean, he had the man at his mercy. He yeah, cho- yeah, yeah. Chose not to kill him. I guess. So cut to the ceremonial drummers are back at it as the fighters are lined up on the mat for the medal ceremony. Uh, smiling Koreans are happily accepting their medals, waving to the crowd. I mean, all but two, to be fair, all but two of them kicked ass. So Did they win their be match. Happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the line, we got Dayhan. He still can barely stand. Dude's in bad shape. Mm-hmm. His teammates are celebrating their asses off. Like, yeah. they have to know, though, we really only won because this dude of a, didn't know, destroy Dayhan. By an act of mercy. Mm-hmm. Dayhan knows what's up, though. He hobbles yeah. across the And the, I'll say as a first time viewer, I was not I was not expecting this. Dude. Did not see this coming. This hits me right in my feels like every time. I'm gonna try not to cry on the podcast. Man, you should cry. Let the tears oh. flow, baby. Get emotional. But yeah, Dayon hobbles over to Tommy. The whole like arena falls quiet. Like, what's happening here? And Alex is like, he, like Alex is already crying his eyes out. Yeah, dude. Like, I, mean, I imagine there's got to be this big emotional release after just like leaving. You've been it training for three months and it's over. And yeah, but Dehan tells him, you know, he says to save a life in defeat is to earn victory and honor within. Your brother too was a great fighter. I deeply regret your loss, and I offer myself. As your brother. Gotta say, the way that Mr. Reed delivered these lines was heartbreaking. And, like, the cuts back and forth between him and and Tommy while he was delivering this. And they were both just... And I imagine that, you know, being brothers probably cool to, like, have that scene together. Totally. But I was like, man, they are both, like, everyone was just... I get emotional, like, thinking about it. Yeah, it was... It was awesome. But Dayton takes his medal off and he puts it around Tommy's neck. And I feel like like a visibly like a weight lifts off Tommy's shoulders yep. of like these whatever 15 years he's been carrying this burden yep. with time. him. Um, and he gives Dayton a big like hug and the crowd goes fucking crazy. Not a dry eye in the house. This is like the most emotionally satisfying moment that I can think about in a movie like this. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, you know, whatever kickboxer, he beats up Tong Po. Yeah. But there's not like a a reconciliation. There's not not like an emotional healing that happens. Like this movie is in this to me, whatever flaws the movie has are like redeemed in this moment. Cause you don't get this. You can be my wingman. No, you could be mine. <laughs> it's like, dude, Dehan's not like the fucking bad guy. And that's the thing is like you never know who your was. enemy. You think your enemy is your enemy, but it's like your enemy's just a person like you are. Yeah, dude. You so, hope. <laughs> so it's awesome, man. Now Sajin Kwan comes over to Alex, tells him, you know, Alexander Grady, Portland, Oregon. I know everything about you. Including his fucking gimpy shoulder. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I, I tried to take you down. Tried uh-huh. to hatchet job you. And he takes his man off. He puts it on Alex's neck. And uh, Alex says, Sage and Kwan, Seoul, Korea. I know all I want to ever know about you. Yeah, dude, it fucking is like As he heavy, balls, like, man. Yeah, man. Good acting in this part here. The crowd approves of this turn of events with like a big standing ovation. I approve also. It's like... A very unexpected ending to the good, movie. And yeah, some good sportsmanship. It's like a lesson in sportsmanship and also like how to forgive your brother's killer. Well, it's like in your, <laughs> you've humanized like the quote unquote bad guys. Yeah. Are just guys just like you who are training just You're like right, you. You're all right, LaRusso. Dude, yeah, totally. Johnny was like gracious in defeat. You know what I mean? And even Drago, like. Drago and Rocky, like, you know, you fucking earned this, man. Yeah, dude, to the end. Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. We need to watch the director's cut. Dude, yeah, we're still, we're lagging behind on that, but we'll get there. But yeah, then the the remaining poor Korean fighters who actually won their matches 
Also Fuck. hand over their medals. We don't want to look like assholes, so I guess we'll give <laughs> ours too. Facts. Travis, but then Travis gives up his cowboy hat to like the dude. That was a like a cool He's move. He's growing. He's still kind of a piece of shit though. Yeah, he totally is. Um, he co- said kimchi not ten minutes ago. <laughs> it's true. You were insulting him by calling him a Korean food item. Racist. Bizarre. But Coach Kuzo very happy. Yeah. Very proud of his boys. The fighters hug each other. Uh, they're re- lifting each other's arms culminating in Alex and Tommy celebrating whatever freeze frame roll credits. That's the end. Fucking eighties power ending. I feel like just freeze frame and roll those credits. I wish they'd played St. Elmo's fire, but they didn't mm. St. Elmo's fire should have been the ending credits yeah? movie for every movie. It's a great song. I don't song. even know that song. St. Elmo's fire. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. No I didn't know St. Elmo's fire was like, is that a lyric in the song? That's the name of the song. But is it, they say it? St. Elmo's fire. That's a weird lyric. Right. Because it means nothing, right? But yeah, it's it's like a, it's a fabled supernatural weather phenomenon is like a lightning from the sky out of nowhere at sea that will sh- set your ship oh, on shit. fire. I never, they call it a Saint Elmo's I've never fire. seen the movie, and yeah, don't. I, I don't never... think I, I don't think I have either. But the song fucks pretty hard. Anyway, that's not the ending <laughs> song of this movie. No, we get some <laughs> bullshit probably running. I don't even know who this this is performing yeah, this song. Same, but um, not worth that's, mentioning. That's the flick. Hell yeah! Um, I fucking love it for for my part. Again. I can't say I'm going to queue it up anytime soon, but I don't feel worse having seen it. <laughs> you feel like, yeah, you don't feel better, not, I, no better, no worse? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I, there were there were parts where I was like, that's stupid, and there were parts where I was like, this is awesome. So the movie was shot on a very modest uh, $5 million budget, I see. Right. The internet says it only made $1.7 million. But they said that's U.S. gross. So that can't be right. That it can't had be, to yeah. have made more overseas. Had to have. It. Because it can't spawn three sequels if it tanked. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, it's somewhere. I bet it did they're well. Not, they're not reporting, and I think it's weird that they're not reporting how much it made. Well, I just think the records are probably are like lost, and no one knows for sure or something. Sure. I don't know. It's like I, it was probably I, like marketed yeah, as like it was Karate Tiger Part Nine. Or I something. guarantee this movie made more than what it was made for. Guaranteed. Oh, absolutely! It doesn't spawn sequels if it lost money, right? I'll tell you what. Where it didn't do well, though, is with the critics. <laughs> that is true. Those are facts. Ebert, Ro- Roger Ebert, your boy. I yeah. He laid into this movie like I've rarely seen. He he, he almost. I think he took it personally. <laughs> I like so I disagree with his conclusions personally. But I, I tell would us t- what Roger said. I would say that they are. Um, uh, what's the word? They are hyperbolic to say the very <laughs> least. Fair. He says, and I'm going to just read this down. He said, my personal glossary of movie terms includes a definition for the Clidvic film. The acronym stands for climb from despair to victory. It's the formula for the Rocky movies and all those other three part formulas in which one, we meet the competitors and learn about their personal problems Two. Their rigorous training is interrupted only by a series of crises that were predicted in part one. And three, they overcome despair and triumph in the end. Which it is. That's sort of the formula of like every sports movie. Uh, or every movie just about. Well, yeah. But, you get the hero and then the hero has obstacles and then the hero overcomes the that's, obstacles. And that's the thing. Uh, six- we're, I'm reading, reading a book right now where it says the formula for every story is... The, the main character experiences an obstacle or something he wants and then overcomes the thing to get yeah. what he wants. That's that's it. So he says, of all the Klidvik films I've seen, and who's not seen a dozen or two, the best <laughs> of the best is the worst. The is, worst of the genre he's ever seen. That's, that's like there are worse movies than this for sure. Definitely, we have covered worse movies than this for sure. <laughs> Maybe in over 19- the top. Have you not seen Over the Top? Either? Oh my god! It is not merely predictable, says Roger, but shamelessly so. Even from the opening sequence in which Eric Roberts teaches his little boy to ride a bicycle all by himself, <laughs> there's a shot showing the tyke 
pedaling his first bike out into the street and past a line of cars, and I will award a shiny new dime to anyone <laughs> who does not correctly anticipate that later in the movie, the boy will be hit by a car while riding his bicycle. I will say, I don't think I saw the... I mean, the Same. first viewing, I don't think is I predictable. Laughed. I laughed when the kid went, whoa! Whoa! I did, I did not anticipate the thing with... Yeah. I would say by the time... By the time the movie had gotten into about the second act, the middle portion, I thought that the main drama was going to be with Tommy. And that at worst, there was going to be some situation where it was Alex's body that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was betraying him. But anyway, Ebert, in a, in a complete hatchet blow to the head, closes the, <laughs> the review by saying, there is not a single scene in this movie that I found amusing, original, or interesting. <laughs> what we really have here is a documentary of the actors wasting their lives. That's brutal. That is cold-blooded murder. How is he not like at least the ending of this movie is original? Uh, not sure. Maybe not original because Rocky lost and Rocky won. Yeah. So that's sort of the 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 prototype of the hero doesn't win. Sure. I think, I think this movie is, is an amalgam, you know, it's certainly nothing groundbreaking, but to say it's the worst of its kind that he's ever seen, maybe to this point, I guarantee that there was, yeah. There's worse karate movies than this. Yeah. Um, there's a dozen worse karate, but maybe he hadn't seen those. Like maybe, you know, maybe those weren't getting a major release. I also wonder like, what the press junket was like around this movie that garnered in enough press, like for, for Ebert to be like, I'm going to interview this or I'm going to review this thing. I bet it got a pretty decent release with, I mean, James Earl Jones Jones, is like a dude, you know, uh, Eric Roberts had been Oscar nominated and, and the Sally Kirkland character had been Oscar nominated. Like I'm sure it got a, a wide release, but man, he laid into it like I've never seen. Yeah, I, I will say that there were many, many times while I was watching it that the biggest issue that I had with it, aside from some of the overacting from some of the actors, particularly Eric Roberts, who actually, for the most part, liked in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just the production value. I thought the cinematography was kind of lazy and haphazard. The music is like the, the, the music really sucked. the worst. All the synthesized shit was just terrible. It really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it overall though. I mean, yeah, if we got drunk one night and watched it again, I would not be upset about it. No, dude. And I, so I had also read a retrospective about the movie from some publication called Taekwondo life where, um, it said basically among Taekwondo practicers that this is like the second favorite martial arts movie after enter the dragon. Cause it's really like one of the only movies that actually features like accurate, Taekwondo on film. Who is the Taekwondo practicer in Enter the Dragon? I don't know. Yeah, I maybe it's just that that's everyone's favorite martial arts movie. But then that, that might be true. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But I think it was mentioned earlier in an episode that Philip Ree, who mm-hmm. was a writer on the movie, sort of was inspired to write this because of his real life experiences fighting for the USA taekwondo team against the south korean team in the 1980 asia games okay i don't know whether they won lost whatever happened there but yeah the movie like spawned bizarre sequels they were like fucking you know guns and drug lords and stuff like that when i was reading some of the synopses of the other things i was like wait it's it sounds like it sort of jumped the shark into like the kickboxer sequels. Kickboxer realm. did the same shit. And I think maybe the later blood sport movies yeah. did the same shit they too. Almost like a cop drama or something. It's like, I don't know, understand what's happening. I really need to see the second one though. Like oh, having, having read about we it. We should. Yeah. Um, not, maybe not for the podcast, but like basically it has Tommy, Alex and Travis getting into some fucking trouble. Travis gets killed. Spoiler alert. Oh no. Um, Tommy and Alex go to train with Sonny Lanham, the actor. I don't know why. Dae Han and Seijin Kwan come over from Korea to help him out. I'm They're like, buddies now. This fucking shit sounds crazy. Sounds off and I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, like, we should. So bad. That sounds um, fun. The bad guy is played by Wayne Newton. 
<laughs> Don Cachet. I don't think he's like a fighter. I think he's like the the mastermind, yeah, sure. you know, whatever. He's Jack Palance in Tango and Cash. But dude, I'm into that, that shit. That sounds like that a coke-fueled like, nightmare. I know. I got to find a way to watch Man, that. Man, that. that was one of the things that in that Vanity Fair thing that I talked about in the first episode, like that Eric Roberts was talking about, that when he was coming up, it was like just in the in the trailers, like in their trailers or in the like um, craft services. Yeah. It was like there'd be sandwiches and just bowls of cocaine. Really? Yeah. That's wild. And, just, and everyone was doing it. I just can't even imagine like the, like to ensure a production like that where everyone's fucking high. And he was, he was, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why his career didn't take off. We talked about also because he, like he talks about showing up to meetings like with Woody Allen. Uh-huh. And people like that just stoned out of his ever loving. Okay, and and they were like, "We can't do anything with you because you're a fucking mess." Was he famous before Julia, or did Julia come up I and think then it was Julia had been like cutting her teeth and making her name, but he was like right there, just hadn't achieved that level of. St- he was like mega ten stardom. years or something older than her, yeah. so he must have been struggling. And then maybe it's like like Chris Penn. Like, yeah. once your sibling has made it, then all of a sudden doors start to open for you. And I think probably, rightfully, she, you know, had to separate herself because of the implica- the implications. Because of the implications. <laughs> because of the implications. Um, but anyways, I, I love this movie, unapologetically. Yeah. As I said, it's it's total trash. I it's mean, fun. It's, it's just cheese, but it's just, yeah, it's fun to watch. It doesn't... Uh, leave you feeling one way or another no. <laughs> about it. You're just like, well, that was fun. Um, but I could, I could like, I feel like this is a movie I could literally watch every day. Every day? Because it leaves, it leaves no residue. Like there's no aftertaste after <laughs> you've watched this movie. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch Schindler's List every day. I can tell you that. That's but I can watch long. this every day. That's too long. It's too heavy. And like, man, the ending gets me man every time it gets me just yeah, like but if, i mean you might not make it to the ending every day no i fall asleep <laughs> but you know but no i i'm i'm glad you took this journey with yeah, me man, i i like i say i enjoyed it and i'm glad to all of you listeners out there that you've come down this rabbit hole with us uh, absolutely yeah dude who knows where we'll end up next i don't know we got to talk arnold at some point again yeah for sure yeah love it but thank you as always thanks to everyone checking us out on the last of the action heroes podcast network yes. uh, when you're done with us, go check out some of the other stuff there. Lots of good content yep. for you and to if, check out. If you're loving us on the last of the action heroes podcast network, find our six degrees of Schwarzenegger feed. We've got some old back catalog of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think probably like Stallone and stuff movies over there that we haven't gotten on the podcast network yet. There's tons of stuff. Van Damme, Kurt Russell, everybody. Yeah, yeah, there's for sure good stuff back there. So check it out and uh, we'll be back. 